0: Hello everyone and welcome to episode 128 of the History Hotline. My name is Diana Lincook and as always I'll be your host today. And today's episode, as I'm sure you are aware, is the long-anticipated part two of the episode with Dr. Michelle yaa and Craig Riley talking about Michael Abensetz and Empire Road. We are here finally with the part two. Thank you for your patience um, waiting for this episode. We had an interval where we were thinking about the situation in Guyana and Venezuela and their decision to potentially annex Guyana. I'm sure by the time this episode comes out there will be updates within that story that is constantly unfolding um, that I just won't have considered at this point because I'm recording obviously in the past, Um, but I'm sure you will have some more updates on that as time goes on. So we're back thinking about Michael Abansetz and Empire Road with his nephew, Craig Riley, um, and longtime friend, Dr. Michelle Yaisantewa. And in this episode, we think a little bit more about his legacy, um, especially in relation to um, some kind of developments with his legacy and the way that we are remembering uh, our elders and those from the Caribbean that made that trip to Britain, you know, and decided to then focus their work and time and energy on making the experiences of those said Caribbean people and working class people more widely in Britain a better time. Um, And I think I wanted to take space in this episode as well at this time uh, to think about um, Benjamin Zephaniah who passed away um, on the day that I'm recording this introduction. Um, And I wanted to take time to say rest in peace and to send uh, love and blessings um, and peace to his family that will be mourning... um, the loss of of such a giant when it came to poetry and literature and also just for standing on on what's right and standing on his beliefs he really did stand for something and I think so many of us have been guided um, by the things he taught through his poetry through his activism and through his work um, but also by the example that he led um, you know standing up for for places like Palestine for South Africa um, when it was apartheid and his poetry always calling out things like colonialism and empire um, and all the ills and greed of this world. So I think um, it's an important time to remember him and remember the likes of of Benjamin Zephaniah and and people like Michael Abansett in the same breath um, as their time to join the ancestors um, has arrived. And so I'll start this episode with another small extract from the interview conducted by Dr. Michelle in 2001 with Michael Abansetz.
1: When did you arrive in the UK and what were your first impressions?
2: I arrived in around 1963. Luckily, I had an uncle here. So I, my first few months or so, I stayed with him and his family. Then I moved into a sort of boarding house owned by a black guy that he was
1: Okay. Um, do you consider yourself black, British, Caribbean or Guyanese?
2: I think Guyanese first and Caribbean second. What about black British? No,
1: I never thought of myself in that way. Because it's something that, you know, when we fill in those, uh, those forms, we would either have to put that down. I don't know if you've ever come across that, having to, like, fill in forms, and they give you this choice of black British or black Caribbean or other or whatever. Well,
2: I imagine I would put black Caribbean, yes. I mean, if the, if the only thing was black. British or white British, then i put black British, but I mean, there's a choice. Because mm-hmm. I really suppose I think that to be black British, you'd have to be born here. Mm.
1: Okay. Do you feel that, you know, that you? it's important to reflect any one of these labels in your writing? The Caribbean, the Guyanese, or the, the Britishness?
2: Again, I write about the characters and I try to write about people as a, as I know them, so that if I know a black British person, someone born here, I will try to write his characters from that point of view. And usually I find that those people don't. Either they're the ones who pretend that someone I once said to be Caribbeans made in the UK, or they don't want to have anything to do with the Caribbean, they don't really know the Caribbean. If they want to be anything other than black British, they want to be black Americans. So, those sort of characters, I will write from their point of view. I suppose in some ways, I'm more easy, I find it easier to write about people who were born in the Caribbean. They don't have to be my age, but they. I do think if you're born in the Caribbean, especially if you're a Guyanese, you have a certain way
0: of looking at life Michael Abensetz passed away in 2016 and for those of you that don't know um, there is a plaque a plaque has been laid um, to remember Michael Abensetz, a Nubian and Jack plaque, one of those blue plaques um, if you're not aware and I just wondered if you wanted to speak a little bit more about that process um, of getting that plaque and how it all came about.
3: It began uh, it began with Michelle we I, I think I was Kind of frequently looking and checking to see if, you know, Googling Michael Avonsets to sort of find things. I actually need to rewind a bit, actually, because also, you know, in 2000, uh, 2020, 21, um, I was starting to read um, the plays um, at that time in particular. And, uh, and, and one, one stuck out, which was El Dorado. That no, That's a whole other thing, but that that really whenever I read that it really feels like it's um giving um me a bit of an insight into the family history that that you know my my own mother would would have been part of so then going back again, you know you've got um george floyd and and Black Lives Matter movement having a big impact on on all our lives so so, so, so then go forward then so i've 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 got this uh, sort of interest um reignited about uncle in his writing and particularly his plays and then um realized that michelle is is putting on a um it's an online event um to com- um, commemorate uh, uncle's passing around um in towards the end of november um that was what now 2 years ago and in that um so seeing that i send it out to you know my cousins and my auntie and and, and so on and then we find ourselves all in this um in this zoom space together and it was then that M- M- um, michelle you 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 first said um a blue plaque and it really you know stuck with me we we stayed in touch about a few things michelle got in touch with the nubian jack community trust after that um dr jack there leapt on it didn't he i mean he was it was almost like it was it was sitting in his in tray and he would and someone just needed to remind him that it uh, it was time for that to happen and so he would so that there was a lot of enthusiasm There about that, and um, yeah, and and bit by bit, you know, we 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 spoke, we gathered lists of people, we got it organised, we raised some money, and uh, uh, the fact that he lived so close to what used to be the tricycle theatre, where um, where he now, I don't know whether uh, I need to remember, I need to check my facts on this, but either. Michael's samba was premiered there. Um, I think that's right. Is it, do, do, do you know, Michelle? Um, yeah, I need to check that out. Um, um, but anyway, it was just down the road. So this this lovely thing happened where we could have um, an event in the street, and you just walk down the road. There's the theatre that he um, he he would have been so connected with, and we had an a, you know an afternoon event there just really a chance for people to gather and get refreshed and just keep the conversation going and that was uh we had such a good turnout didn't we i mean it was it was incredible it was it was like a week of jeopardy beforehand of like, you know, even the building owner, I think, had suddenly found out <laughs> this was happening. So, the, so the, the person who lived in the property was like, yeah, no problem. And he was, he, he was there, Les, and, and invited all the street there as well. So there's this lovely feeling. But um, but yeah, the, the week before, it was just like, who's coming to this? And, who's, um... and the day was just perfect, wasn't it? Uh, you know, we had a great list of, of um, people come along
1: so yeah, it was wonderful yeah it was I mean it, yeah I had I had, um, I had uh, asked Nubian Jack prior to this to do a memorial to uh, a blue plaque for um, Jessica and Eric Huntley that was the preface I guess um, so I had like a former and that was, that involved the family, a, a group of us, and Nubian Jack, so it was a collaborative effort. And we knew somewhere along the line, you have to raise the funds to do this, because Jack, Nubian Jack is not, um, if they're, they're, you know, they're not like an <laughs> um, uh, unending um, fount of, of, of funding, So so you have to raise the money somehow, and rely on the community to do that. So I had this Pre, you know this this previous experience of of doing that. The difference was is that um, Uncle Eric Huntley is, is still alive, um, and even though they're contemporaries, um, Michael um, Michael's name was less kind of known. Everybody knows the show, like they'll know Empire Road. But they don't know the 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 writer, and um, equally they'll know um, actors like Joseph Marcel and so on who came in and actually cut their some mm. some of their teeth, their theatrical and, and TV teeth on um, Empire Road. Don Warrington, another one from another one of uh, Michael's plays, um, and you know those names, but you mm-hmm. don't know the writer. So um, and because I had developed um towards the end of his well actually it wasn't that that immediate of, of the end but I had this relationship with Michael his you know um, as a friend an elder friend <laughs> I seem to be, be befriend elder guy these <laughs> um and so um it was just a natural thing and I remember like you as well Craig I probably I knew I knew it was like five years It was coming up to five, the five-year anniversary. And I would look to see, is is anything happening, you know? Um, And then there wasn't. And then I now feel responsible. yeah, Um, And I go, okay, I've got to make it happen. Um, Even if it's, like, just ten of us, it's whatever. And um, joy of joys, it was actually mostly the family who turned up. Um, And it was really, really lovely. I was so chuffed. And I thought, no, we have to make, we have to create the plaque um, and so on. And then, yeah, it was, now that we look back on it, it was, it was kind of sort of semi-fun, but at the time <laughs> it was like, no, um, this is this is getting a bit intense. We're trying to contact all these people, all these actors, all these this, all this that, just trying to contact some of the theatres. And we were, you know, it was, it was, a, it was a bit of a struggle. And then on the day, everybody just... <laughs> It appeared like out of, out of seemingly nowhere I'm like how do right. they do this it's
3: reply so we should have done an RSVP it's
0: yeah like, they
3: never let us know so we could relax in the morning you
0: know well, i think that that probably speaks to then the legacy um that michael left in in a sense and even though i can imagine maybe my generation now I will go into the process of learning about um him the fact that that blue plaque is there I really do take notice of those plaques when I walk around, especially in London. Um, I don't know if everybody else does, but I definitely do. Um, And I'm always interested to see who kind of pops up around my like route or whatever else. Um, So yeah, to see see that one there and for that to now be there uh, for the foreseeable future for a long time um, will open up his story to another generation and to continuing generations, which I think is really important. And it's fantastic. Um, I don't think I've ever spoken about it, but the work that Newbie and Jack do to get these... um, names and these people um kind of recognized but also recognized in a particular geographical location it makes their lives a little bit more real to say this person you know worked here lived here stood here was here um in this in this place so I'm really happy that that kind of was able to happen for him and I guess it will kind of launch the kind of process of remembering um uh, Michael Avancets uh in that way and where was the um, plaque, just for those that, that don't know, where is it? Where can they go and see it?
3: It's at um, Buckley Street, um, 41 Buckley Street in Kilburn. So if you find the address, for, yeah, the it's now called the Kiln Theatre. It's right on the corner of um, Kilburn High Road and, and Buckley Street. There's a junction there. It's a kind of classic... Kind of Victorian, late Victorian terrace nice. house, and um, I didn't know it, but I found that, I found out afterwards that uh, Yvonne Brewster, um, OBE, uh, who was the theatre producer for the, it's um, uh, the name Talawa, Tal- 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 yeah, yeah Tal- Tal- Tal-
2: um
3: lived on the opposite oh. corner um so yeah so she i met her af- afterwards actually cause she had um she had uh, memory sticks from um michael's laptop that he gave gave to her and um yeah and so you know it, it's extraordinary to think there's this funny little kind of enclave of theatrical you know creativity around this uh, um around this street um I mean I never knew when he lived um I've never been there when when he was living there. We always used to travel to London. We lived in Derbyshire and, and um uh our family would come down when he lived in Shepherd's Bush. So that was uh, that was the place. That was plan B I guess if I, <laughs> if anything went wrong with the forty one Buckley Road. Yeah.
1: yeah, that was where I um I visited him yeah. that wasn't the last mm. place obviously um but that was the the most place i think that was the longest i, I yeah. think he had he had lived and also it was that was the haunt um in terms of the the theater, theater experience and i i had forgotten um that um yes that yvonne um lived on the street because yeah. i remember that he used to, he was always in her house. <laughs> she used to say he was always in her. Her and her husband were quite um, good friends yeah. um, of mine yeah. um, And I, I,
3: I, I love that idea that also he would live places very close to places where, it's not like living close to where you work as such, it's more like living close to sort of, I don't know, get some vibe yeah. off the place because shepherd's bush being um so close to the bbc I, ca- I can't remember who said that but so someone said to me so you know why i lived in shepherd's bush it was because he you know he just wanted to be close to the bbc and um sure enough um you know it wasn't that bbc that commissions and it was pebble Mill in uh, in birmingham but um i guess yeah, I, and it was Pebble Mill that also would have been the producers of, of Black Christmas. I
0: think
1: Possibly, that, yeah, because it's yeah. around the same time, wasn't it? Yeah. that's that's the one you haven't yeah. seen, Deanna. That was you Pebble Mill seen, as well uh, in
0: seventy-seven. Yeah, yeah, it was. In a, yeah, no, I haven't watched yeah. that one yet. I need to need to see that.
1: That's a one that's ahead. Was I feel was very much ahead of its time. Really, you could really go into these deep spaces. Um, these deep provocative you know because he was always like michael (laughs) I, i should say i mean i did it in my when i did the um the blog after he passed i i talked about how we actually met and it was he was a writer in residence at my university so um i was doing my i was finishing off my undergraduate there and um and they had this session where they would introduce us to the writer-in-residence. So I was in the class. I was slightly... Was I older than the rest of the students? I don't know whether I was older necessarily, but anyway, we was in the class, and then I don't even know what he said. He, you know, he came there, and it's supposed to be kind of respectful, and he's saying whatever he's saying. And he must have said something that I just didn't think was right. <laughs> um, and I just challenged him on whatever it was, which now I cannot even remember. Mm. And um, I remember the teacher just looking, um, this Indian uh, uh, teacher just looking on. And we started to have a back and forth, back and forth. Like it went on for ages, uh, Michael and I. and um, But then that kind of set a precedent for our subsequent conversations where we didn't necessarily argue but we were very forthright and he was very honest and he was he would he was he, was, he, was, he could be quite prickly like you know um if if he said he, he, he got his teeth stuck into something and he would churn it out and work it out and sometimes you know i'm me being a younger generation i'm just like but no it's it's not like that and what have you so and he's like yes and and, and there was this like but um but then he invited me after this first um, meeting to uh, one of his a reading that was taking place at the tricycle. Um, it was like I can't even remember. It was it was a curious one that never got anywhere. <laughs> um, but he invited me to see that, and I think it was because because I was quite challenging, or I challenged his whatever his ideas was. He wanted me to give him feedback. Which was quite, when you think of it, it, is quite humbling. I didn't know who he was from Adam. Like I didn't know who he was, so I just they just brought this um guy into the class. He said his thing. I could hear the guy in nest, and I was just like, we were just off. Um, and then we would he, he had his little room um at the uni at the at the uni, and um we could go and you know have have him counsel us in that godfatherly way, you know, including myself. I showed him some of my own work. Um, and he was always very good very generous um very thorough um yeah and so and as I've said before he was very honest in his writing honest in his 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 creative work but also in terms of when he spoke with me he was honest even about his personal stuff if you know what I mean it was like that kind of he didn't like oh she's this age I have to like sugarcoat what I'm saying with her it was very open very honest and that's to me is the best kind of um writer and the best kind of relationship that you could afford with somebody like uh, Michael
0: absolutely definitely and yeah it, I think it just shows a kind of far-reaching nature of his work as well um in this kind of academic mentoring capacity as well as you know writing for literally the whole country um on a show like Empire Road, and I wondered, um, just for my own kind of personal curiosities, but did um he come to England as a writer? Was that the plan when he arrived to to write and and to do that kind of work? Or yeah,
1: he came in the sixties, but I don't think he came with the intention of writing. Um, but I don't know. He was inspired by seeing something, but I can't I can't remember what it was that he did come <laughs> to do. Um, whether he came to study. Um, it's somewhere there, though. It's somewhere in the archives and in, in yeah, the information it, is there. It, but it wasn't. He didn't come to write, um, and he, and you know, when I, in speaking with him, I think Michael was just trying to get out anyway. You know, and and he, he certainly didn't want to go into the confines of like a profession, like a, becoming a doctor, which. Um or one of those stables. That was the contention that he would have had with his father, his very strict father, and that's what you're supposed to do. Um, and he didn't want to do that. Um and he went to see what was the um what was the play that he saw at, was it at the Royal Court or somewhere like that? He saw a play, look back in anger or That's it. Yeah? yeah. And um and that's when he thought, Yeah, I wanna do this. That's my understanding.
0: Wow. That's interesting. Yeah.
1: And he went. He was. He went to Canada first.
0: Okay. Um, okay. Um, right.
1: And and he also went to America. Oh, wow. For a while.
3: Yeah. All the all all the siblings were in Canada for oh. a bit, and then they are because there's yeah there was there was Uncle Michael, my mum, Annette, and then my auntie Elizabeth. So, um. He he stayed and had the glamorous life in in London from our perspective Um, you know we were in Derbyshire and my auntie Elizabeth and family and cousins were up in um, in Yorkshire. Which, yeah, yeah. So,
0: so I kind of get the sense growing up then did you kind of know that he was the Michael Evans sets who was doing all this writing and doing this work or was he just kind of your uncle in London?
3: <laughs> he was, he was um, th- that's really because it definitely I you know I, I I remember for sure. I mean, I would have been what, what would I have been um, yeah six or seven when it you know when it came out. But I remember a big deal. I'm not even sure we had a TV when the first <laughs> series came out. Um, I think I I, um, I I yeah I don't know who I would ask about that. My sister, I suppose. Um, the uh but the we you know we we knew it we knew we knew something um, was happening you know that I, certainly my mum would have been talking about it would have been and it was a it was a big deal in the family in the um in our household and with the cousins and my auntie as well i guess and uh yeah, and just you know visiting him in London, we were always um aware of his of that he had you know he was doing something yeah. special as you say, we didn't know particularly what that uh, you know would be, but we knew it involved the TV wow. <laughs> and also we knew that because also I, I one thing I really remember was when he introduced me to the producer of um oh the 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 TV program about the school um,
1: Range Hill. Uh-huh. thank
3: you. I could remember the theme tune, (laughs) but not the name. I was like, "I'm going to have to sing this (laughs) now." Yeah, Um, yeah. So, so, so that that was always a sort of big deal. It's like, what you know, what are what are these TV people? You know,
0: how do you know them? Well, yeah, yeah. interesting. Um, I was just wondering, also, then. um, So we've had the plaque, which um, was unveiled July this year, uh, July 2023. Um, and we mentioned the kind of archive that's built in and referenced some of the people that have some of the kind of material and the works and the interviews that um, Michael has spoken in and, and been a part of. Um, how are you going to kind of, I guess, continue uh, with this legacy and make sure that history is properly archived, she says as a historian, needs it in somewhere safe? Um, and how is that all developing and growing?
3: I mean, for the moment... Y- The momentum that developed because of the plaque has has allowed, um, first of all, to find out what was available that um, my cousin, Justine, Michael's daughter, um, had in her possession. So she she had a lot of the stuff. Um, And Uncle Michael was very good at saving things, so he had, you know, he had all the the, the cuttings from um newspapers magazines he saved the letters he um saved drafts of scripts so there's so there's all of that and and also that um um my cousin justine also has the um all, all the episodes on on VHS, which at some point will get digitized so that we don't have to keep going to the BFI, we'll have our own
0: Amazing.
3: <laughs> Yeah. Um and then and then and then the plaque happens and then because um particularly because Michelle knew who to get in contact with the conversation continues there. So a few people have been in touch um um one very close friend of Michael for a while, um, had lots of material that hadn't been, um, that, that, you know, that that hadn't even been turned into anything. So scripts and so on. And then said before, Yvonne Yvonne Brewster gave, um, the memory sticks, which has got some interesting things in there. So there's been this period of letting it settle. Um, I also sort of have had this thing of just seeing, uh, you know, what the momentum would gather around it and you know and here we are doing a podcast on a podcast that i've listened to plenty over the last last two years so what i imagine happening at some point is i need to speak to michelle and we'll be like right what well, you know what are we going to do with this now mm-hmm. i think what's been really interesting um for, for me is a sort of uh, after the plaque went and after we you know kept these things uh safely was to think well what you know I didn't. I didn't even know what an archive was for. You know, is it just like a collection of stuff that just gets dusty? <laughs> and that's what's been really nice is sort of realizing. Um, um, actually, a lot of, a lot of it um, through things that um, associated with you, Deanna, as well as some other things. But um, it's just this idea that that um, you know archives are there, and they're completely like if if, if people take and you know uncover things that they need you new things get built from that you know and really like a you know alive and dynamic things that can really change and so and and so that for for my own thing is now yeah I get it so now the question for me is and, and and it's something that I will completely um want to consult Michelle because I find you know she's She's one of the guardians of 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 um michael um always in you know in 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 life and after mm-hmm. so um to to find you know the 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 best places for yeah. that to exist so we've you know there's the, the, there are there are some options what what we've got to sort of decide is is where are the best places where it can become something and it can continue this momentum which i think has been extraordinary
1: yeah um i wanted to just add to that um well it's really great that the archiving has really started to flower and you know and it, it will only just keep keep growing and you know and and it's like you said um craig it's really up to us about you know how we animate it, and the great thing about it, it, it it's plays. It's it's you know it's it's plays, it's TV, it's all these sorts of things. So um, there's an unending string of it's creative writing um, things that you could do with it, um, um, and we could certainly take counsel from the likes of um, Uncle Eric and Jessica Huntley, who they have a conference every year around their archive. <laughs> yeah so hopefully Craig you can come to the next one um they usually in, oh, in February yeah. and you too Deanna if you I don't think you I don't know if you've ever been
0: to, to I think now. I remember when we met sorry this is quite an aside for the podcast but I remember Michelle when we met you said do you think you recognize me and I have been before I went in 2020 oh, and when you mentioned Eric Huntley Uncle Eric I was like wait that's where I've seen you before in it was in at the oh. London Metropolitan Archives yeah that's I was right. there yeah, yeah
1: there
0: we okay. go so, yeah so <laughs> um brilliant
1: um definitely would be good um craig for you to come to that one i mean i haven't seen the the ads or whatever for it but um auntie just Jess, auntie jessica's passing she is 10 it was 10 years in um october on the 13th and they had a big um celebration thing for um for her for that which was really good, and they had that at the at the museum. Um, so wherever those spaces are, you know, we can animate. You know, we could we can animate it. So when I go to Guyana as well, that's the other thing I wanted to say. Yeah. Um, I'm going to be doing thanks to Murray House Trust, which is uh, one of our um, cultural um, spaces. They've agreed to host a tribute. To mark the seventh anniversary because I'll be there um around then. They, they usually do their events on a Tuesday. So this will be Tuesday the 21st. Um your listeners will hear about this afterwards. But um but at least that is what's happening and, and what it will involve is a little introduction to the Guyanese, um Guyanese audience, if you like, who don't wouldn't know who Michael is. And so we have to I my my thing is really making sure that whichever the space is because Guyana would have been important to him that's where he cut his teeth as it were and so um it's important that they recognize him um there and and it will it will involve uh, a a little a reading of one of the plays by some of the local actors um so I think that's really good and I will they don't they kind of have a trust, like, you know, like how we have national trust. <laughs> mm. They kind of have something like that. <laughs> um, and I've been encouraged by Isabel Um De Carers, who um, runs um, Murray House, that we should maybe try and speak to them um to see what is possible. We, we're not holding out, but we can always just... Because they don't have plaques mm. and things like that. Yep. Yeah and why not (laughs) you know so um that's 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 a potential yeah you know if ever there's going to be one I will I my 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 instinct my everything would be about um trying to get one done for Michael for sure Mm -hmm. somewhere somehow however way um and um and the other thing I should say is that um the murray house trust um um, um, isabel that i spoke with she was very keen on acknowledging the fact that michael came from new amsterdam he wasn't he wasn't from georgetown i saw that somewhere on a twitter (laughs) where they said he was born in georgetown i was like well okay you know Mm -hmm. um but because a lot of the people that they speak about tend to be just like London. Yeah, it tends to be like they're from Georgetown. Mm. Um, but here's Michael, he's like from all the way sort of further afield, if you like, in, in New Amsterdam. And um, so just showing that those um, young people who are there look, there's this this area that you're from, somebody came from and made good in terms of um, succeeding in their discipline. Out of the country um, if necessary but that could still be an inspiration for you whilst you're here
0: absolutely and you definitely raised an important point of making sure um, these people not just michael but i think in the broader context of these people from the caribbean that have come and settled in britain and really have made a life and shaped the way that we see ourselves and in in all aspects of, of life and different walks of life that they are also recognised back home because I think so many people back home, you know, noticed everybody was leaving. Well, what were they actually doing over there, you know? Um, And I feel like you're right in saying that so many people don't actually know the battles they had to take on um, because there hasn't really been much to kind of speak on that and until you kind of take those people and their stories and bring them back home uh, for them to be shared. It's it's quite a difficult um, path to tread. So again, I think you're you've already done such incredible work for us all to even be here having this conversation um about empire road and about my collaboration and and you'll continue to do that so kind of sending my like good wishes with you as you go to guyana and, and kind of take on this process and i think it's important as well that we've got things like the plaques in britain which are like a geographical marking of, of michael's life and then you've said that the event in um which will be actually i think this episode will release on that same day in line with the anniversary of michael's death um which was the 24th of november um and then the kind of poetic um nature of of his work being you know redone by actors in the contemporary sense as well and there is so much potential with his work with his life as i look at it as a historian doing the work but then also artistically creatively for the next generation to maybe reinterpret his work or see it through a different lens or see through modern society post 2020 and whatever else has happened. Um, so there is just so much potential, um, and for, for his life and, and for his, his legacy, shall we say, um, as that continues um, to grow. And I'm sure that, you know, your family are, are super proud to kind of see this now. And I feel it's always a shame that these things happen in death, but I, I hope he felt celebrated also in his life. Um, of all the kind of people he was able to kind of put on the map you know Joseph Marcel for anyone that hasn't made the connection that's um, Jeffrey from the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air on British TV in Britain before he heads to the States and becomes Jeffrey and becomes a household name um, so so many people kind of set up for great things Norman Beaton before Desmonds and whatnot all because of of Michael Avancet's writing this, um, this script and his other scripts we haven't even spoken so much about his other works we've kind of delved into empire road i think it might be a good entrance point for most people who know of him um but there are so many other plays we could speak about um in regards to his work as well i'll leave us then with saying something i think craig you mentioned googling uh, michael abansetts and i think i did the same when you mentioned him to me when i did the desmond's episode and since that point i think that might have been over a year ago to now and kind of the more like newspaper articles, so much more information just by the simple thing of a Google search to kind of track the momentum of this story and this legacy, I think is remarkable. And, and I guess this will be another thing to Google um, as you move forward. But yeah, I think it's clear that not just in the case of Michael, but there are also so many other historical figures within Britain that I think we're, we're unfortunately getting to a point where we're really glossing over and doing quite lazy histories where we kind of just look at the big Maybe the loudest figures, or whoever had the kind of most memorable moments within uh, Black British history, and it's the same way that I think African American history is done, where you get these like high figures and and don't really think about anybody else. So I'm happy that you know the stories like Michael's is kind of cutting across that narrative because I think it's important to to look at the wide ranging n- narratives of, of kind of all the people from the Caribbean that came over here uh, in that post war time.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, brilliant. Um, I just want to commend you as well, actually, Deanna, for being a young soul. Oh, thank with a, you. With a, you know, that is somebody like I'm interested in Michael house sure. so I'm like, okay, <laughs> so, um, so I find that quite fascinating. Um, and it shows that um, that seriousness that you speak about, that um, th- that commitment as well. Um, and it speaks to the the ancestors, um, that connection. Mm moving forward because with your interest it will it can only just you know carry forward because some of us who are a little bit i'm not we're not Ah. it, but you know um it needs for that baton it needs young um, people like yourself to be interested um enough Mm. to want to give it that thorough um looking at and consideration and that's what you've been doing um consistently um so i really really thank you thank
0: this, you so um, much the young, yeah,
1: yeah
3: no thank you and thank you for your podcast because no, okay. again for me, that was, uh, this was the source of um you know uh, re-establishing i guess for me as a mixed race mm. person orphaned <laughs> i uh I look <laughs> I've, I've i've really uh um seen the your podcast as a resource for uh, uncovering things which I didn't know thank you when... yeah
0: yeah thanks. no it's okay it's I don't know it's, I it's, I genuinely just love doing it so it's it's yeah, so interesting to me um yeah. yeah and I always I think at the core of it is just uh, probably my age or a bit younger is a time where that kind of generation of people moved over to Britain this like complete unknown journey and adventure and I don't think I have the balls to do that I wouldn't I'll be honest so the fact that they did that and then managed to settle form families communities write amazing plays all of that stuff to me is just mind-blowing and I think there's no reason why we shouldn't be celebrating them very loudly so We'll continue to do that here as long as we can yeah um is. but thank you so much for being on the podcast today um it's been a fantastic episode um it's yeah the first one with two guests so i hope that's gone well um thank you everyone for listening and michelle and craig thank you for being here today thank you right. thank you diana bye